Star Trek is something really important to me, something I grew up on and something that I now really love. When I was younger, I didn't really realize how, you know, the technological aspects of it, you know. It was more cool, silly gadgets and more futuristic, whimsical technology. But, you know, as I gotten older, I've realized just how cool that technology is and how much backing it has in these days with, like, how similar the flip phone is and the communicators from, like, the original series. The ones from the next generation and stuff like that are not similar. But the ones from the original series are. And as someone whose favorite series as the original series, I thought that was really cool. So I decided to look more into the more technological aspects that the next generation and the original series and all that shares are more modern technology. And most of our technology, surprisingly, is shared with the original series, I guess, because, you know, it's the inspiration. But first thing is the similarities between the flip phones and the communicators. You know, they, you know, both flip open and stuff like that. And you can talk and communicate with other people like you can in a phone. And even the man who created the phone, not the flip phone, but the phone, said he was inspired by how the flip, how the uh, communicators were used, which was really interesting. Martin Cooper. And I was like, hmm, makes sense. Another thing that's similar is the pads, or like personal access to play devices and tablets, like iPads or like the Samsung tablets, even some more modern Kindles. And it's not really the original series that looks familiar because they're very blocky and they use styluses and stuff. And we do use styluses on our iPads or whatever, but not like they do in the original series. It's more the next generation where it's an actual like touch screen and stuff like that. Which is really cool. And, you know, and there's different, like, tablets for different cultures within the Star Trek universe and the quadrants or whatever. Like, Klingons have their type, and I think even maybe Vulcans and stuff like that. Just like, you know, there's different technologies that are very similar to each other within Earth, but they're different. Another thing that's similar is Universal Translator and things like Google Translator or just general translators out there that help us. Definitely helped me. Definitely with Spanish. Ooh. But the Universal Translator translates many of the languages out in the different quadrants in the Star Trek universe. And just like our translators on Earth translate things like Spanish or Russian or French if we don't know that language. And though it is kind of obvious you're using it, and while in Star Trek it's not.
and usually you had a person, and sometimes, well, yeah, and sometimes you would have a person with you, like a translator themselves, who translate it like you have somebody in the Star Trek universe on the ship who can, you know, use it. More, another modern thing is the computer on the ship, which is not an actual computer, like an AI voice, like Siri, which holds similarities with Siri, which I think is cool. You know? Siri and, Siri and Alexa and things like that, you know, you ask them a question, they can do things for you, they can order your food, they can, like, order you stuff, they can give you information, they can turn stuff on for you, and you know, like, the computer can do stuff in the uh, next generation, like, when Picard orders, like, a drink from the ref crater, his Earl Grey tea, which is very iconic in the series, the computer does that for him, he doesn't really have to do it for himself, he just asks for it, which is very iconic. And the computer is also used in other cultures in the Star Trek universe, not just in the Federation. And Star Trek also inspired the medical field, just not the technological field of our modern technology. It also influenced kind of the modern medical field, you know? Not like super inspired like we saw with technology but you know things like tricorder and hyposprays are in development you know they're not really out there yet but you know it got people inspired to make something which i think is cool and you know there thing there's one thing that's out there now actually the bioject 2000 needle free injection management system which you know acts like a lot like a hypo spray and it's delivered to put vaccines and armor other pharmaceutical injectables by producing a high pressure stream like a hyper spray that's like we see McCoy do or you know any other medical officer in Star Trek another thing was the X Prize had a competition for people to make something like a tricorder, which they were supposed to, which the project was supposed to do is make 13 accurately diagnosed health conditions, capture five real time health vital signals, and provide a wonderful and com compelling customer experience. Cloud DX is one of the companies with a device that has met the requirements. And while it's not out in the medical field yet, it's in testing and trying to meet some of the requirements to be put out in the field. You know, and it is directly inspired by the tricorder because that's what they're trying to basically make. But, you know... Even if there's some things in our modern world that are equally level to some of the Star Trek technologies, there's some Star Trek te technologies that are even considered outdated. 
Which is interesting because, you know, it's meant to be the future. But, you know, it was made in the 60s, so things can't all be in the future. Because we've passed it. Now, phones, our modern touchscreen phones have surpassed the communicators of the original series. Because, like I said, those are like flip phones, and flip phones in our day are extremely outdated. I have never seen somebody under the age of like 60 use a flip phone. You know, with our modern phones, we can just touch a screen and call people by just touching it. You don't have to really put in the numbers unless you don't know the number. You know, you can open Google, many different apps, social media. That wasn't on a communicator. The only thing the communicator could do is communicate with other people. Well, our phone can do thousand times that. Communicators couldn't even text. Well, in the alternate original series, they could. In the original series, they couldn't. It was just a, basically a flip phone. Another thing is the computer screens and the original series were big, like our old computer screens, you know, our computer screens and even computer devices are from the late 90s and early 2000s are considered outdated, you know, and in the original series, that's what they exactly look like. Even the pads from the original series are a bit updated because they're very blocky and, you know, that's not how ours are. They're very thin and smooth. But there is still even technology in the Star Trek universe that is very far in the future that we will probably not be able to access within my lifetime. Things like warp, where, which... Even Einstein said that it's not exactly possible in his relative theory where he said the speed of light is consistent and furthermore, nobody in our universe can go farther in the light. So, you know, maybe we might achieve it one day, but I don't think it's in the future. And another thing is tele the teleporter, where, you know, it rearranges your atoms and transports and put your atoms back together in another place, which is kind of scary, and I don't think we have the technology to really do that now. You know, it only exists in science fiction. You see it at many places. So, you know, it's definitely a dream of humankind, but quantum mechanics is very difficult and hard but you know i think it it's achievable one day maybe not today but maybe one day and another thing star trek uh influences our modern you know pop culture not even just technology you know through how it affected the progressiveness of tv with you know Multiple colors in the 60s, which was very scandalous. You know, it even had the first interracial kiss on TV, which was huge. 
and it had a lot of female characters and a lot of strong female characters for it there. You know, Aurora, she's very iconic with how how famous she was on TV. And how the Federation Starfleet is very multicultural and how that's what Gene Roddenberry, the creator of Star Trek, wanted. He said if he said Star Trek was an attempt to say that humanity will reach maturity and wisdom on the day that it began, begins, not just to tolerate, but take a special delight in differences and ideas and in life forms. Gene Roddenberry really wanted diversity, and he was very opinionated about that, and we can even see that going into Next Generation before he died, with even more strong female characters in The Next Generation, and a lot more diversity, and you can see that in many of the plots and many episodes, which I like. Star Trek very much influenced a lot of people in a lot of different ways. And it, you know, even influenced modern fandom culture, you know. it was That wasn't really such a huge thing before Star Trek came along. And now, you know, cons and stuff like that are huge. And online fandom spaces are such a huge and important thing. And that wasn't really there before Star Trek. You know, even things, weirdly enough, like fan fiction was very influenced by Star Trek and stuff like that. You know, it even influenced me in a lot of ways and how how much it, you know, was for me in my childhood and how it no influenced my relationship with my dad and even some of my friends who also really liked Star Trek. And that was one thing that brought us closer. So, you know, it, it, it has its hands everywhere in its influence, which I think is great. You know, it's a huge inspiration for a lot of people. Star Trek. People underestimate Star Trek's influence, but once you really look into it, it's a really huge thing, which is wonderful.